0: Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Welcome to episode number two of the Retail Ready Podcast. Fantastic that I have you guys here. I hope you're there. If not, it's going to be a lonely session with just myself and the microphone on a cold winter's night in Melbourne. So if you are there, please give a like, give a comment and leave some feedback, whether it's positive or negative, so that I can help to improve the show so it benefits you guys. And I hope you'll enjoy the future episodes to come and what I want to do today is talk about stretching the customer stretching the customer is huge and very important when developing new products or any innovation what you don't want to do is stretch the customer too far and take it from me I stretched the customer too far on a few occasions and those products have just been absolute flops what do i mean about stretching the customer and it's quite simple it's not grabbing their arm and dragging them over to a new area of the supermarket stretching the customer basically means changing their behavioral ways or changing their consumer habits so that they're moving from one product to another without question without them becoming worried and they're actually going to enjoy the experience of moving over to an innovative product that has a layer of convenience and benefit to their lives and that sounds like a mouthful and it's hopefully broken down quite simply and we'll go into it in a bit more detail uh, over the next uh, few minutes and I love analyzing human behavior and it's it's interesting to know that humans are creatures of habit we we like the same things we we buy the same foods week in week out and yes we might venture out and try something new now and then but 99% of the time we know by even without looking into our fridge we know what's in our fridges, we know what's sitting in our little pantry cupboards because we we just purchased the same items week in, week out, and that makes it very difficult to bring new products to the market. And you want them to be successful. The only way they're gonna be successful is if people buy them and you generate volume. And what you need to do is just stretch that customer Ever so slightly so that they move from their typical weekly purchase to your new product and let's take for example a very simple category that I believe is fantastic in the way innovation has occurred because it's such a boring category you let's let's go straight in and let's talk about rice rice has been cooked for hundreds of years you leave it for two seconds and before you know it it's claggy it's stuck to your pan and it's turned into a very mushy rice pudding so how many times have people done this going ah, oh, i just wish something would make this even easier and before you know it a few years ago out comes microwavable rice pouches pre-cooked rice in a pouch that just needs 30 to 60 seconds in a microwave and that is innovation which is so simple but absolutely fantastic that you are changing the way consumers are cooking, you are adding convenience into their lives and you are saving them time. You have got a product that will be perfect every time you buy that microwavable pouch yes it's gonna cost more per unit but you are benefiting hugely by just not wasting your time around the pan and it's that said you could talk about electric toothbrushes that came onto the market around 10-15 years ago where you probably went well how hard is it to brush your teeth these days and then someone creates the electric toothbrush and makes brushing your teeth even easier. So you always have to look at new product development and innovation to go, will the customer get scared? Will they purchase this product and see it as a benefit? Or is this just too far? Have you added ingredients that just make the customer Get a bit cautious and one thing that i'm seeing at the moment is the introduction of hemp into foods and i'm a huge fan of hemp i think hemp is a fantastic seed that will only go from strength to strength once more people understand how nutritious and how versatile this seed is so i'm excited to see huge things in that area and I'll even do a podcast about it uh, more likely in the very near future but you can't just load products with hemp because the Australian market will not understand what this hemp seed is, only just been legalised in Australia so you have to have a layer of caution and what suppliers will start hopefully start doing and i've I've seen it and mavers have been uh, doing some absolutely fantastic stuff by introducing hemp into peanut butter but what they've been doing and what and they've done it very rightly is just add it at a mild percentage so when i say mild you're looking at around two to three to five percent as in an inclusion and what you'll notice is cereals will then jump on the bandwagon and start introducing hemp into that products, And it was the same with Chia. Chia just wasn't brought into the market with a slap bang, here's Chia. You you introduce it slowly. You get customers to try it. You get customers to enjoy it with components of cereal that they feel safe with. So you'd have a nutty muesli with a hemp inclusion and this is what i love about the food retail industry is it can be so adaptable that things change all the time and one category that has just changed the game in the way consumers purchase products is the frozen ice cream category halo top was introduced into australia you might recognize the brand It was a brand that started off in America and it has shook the ice cream world. I absolutely love what these guys have done. They have found a gap in the market where they have stretched the current ice cream consumer. But what they've also done is stretched a customer from a completely different aisle to now... And have brought them over to the ice cream category and increased a whole new market share in a customer that would never normally shop there. And these guys have just dominated in this area, well especially in Australia over the last nine months and in America and the UK for a couple of years now. And what they've done, they've they've introduced guilt free in the terms of calorie intake in the ice cream indulgent sector. And they have drove market share away from the big guys, the Ben & Jerry's, the Haagen-Dazs, and they are just growing from strength to strength. They didn't change their packaging. They, they played it safe so consumers knew what they were getting. They, they put the product in a tub format. They kept the same technology so it still needed to be kept in the freezer so it was no scary new advanced technologies in that aspect. And they kept with flavours that consumers would be happy with and enjoy. They they had the aspect of indulgence so they didn't want to scare them with new and exciting flavours while bringing in this low-calorie option. And... They have just made consuming ice cream a daily occurrence. So the volume of ice cream has gone through the roof because people can now consume more ice cream without excessive calorie intake. So instead of a odd treat, it could be a daily habit and it's guilt-free. So these guys have just made me realise that there is always room for new products if done correctly. If you can find that gap and not stretch the customer too far to the point where they get cautious about the product, you will then have a hugely successful products range. Yes, there will be many factors as well to determine the success of the products, such as marketing, cost, position on shelf etc etc which we will go into in more details over the next few episodes but if you can get the basics right by bringing a new product into the market that just stretches the customer in a positive way then you will have a successful range. Sometimes innovation done correctly can always fail. And Even if you do your homework, you get the insights, you stretch the customer just far enough, and you bring in a product that will make consumers' lives incredibly easier and more convenient. Sometimes it fails, and there's a product that I know out there that failed for almost two years and was hated by on customers no one wanted to buy it and that was sliced bread and when sliced bread was created it was taken home and consumers didn't like it because it went stale quicker than their com- quicker than their usual whole loaf and consumers just kept going back to whole loaves so there was no need for the sliced bread machine and it was put away And it was only reintroduced uh, a couple of years after when a other machine was created to hold the sliced bread into place so that the moisture could be kept and the bread was uh, fresher for longer. And that is a story that always resonates with me uh, because, yep, you may have a great product that you believe is right that is ticking all the boxes but just sometimes it takes a while to get things going and you just need patience and within the food retail world you need a lot of patience things don't happen overnight and customers sometimes just need to be carefully led in the right direction uh, and let other brands and let other products do that And you just stay firm to your beliefs. And by the time innovation changes, your product will hopefully be ready and waiting for the masses. So thank you very much for listening to episode number two. I hope you enjoyed learning about stretching the customer and when to attack on innovation. And also my little story about sliced bread. Please look into it. It's a fantastic story. And I will be back for more information and news and views and opinions and stories within the food retail world. As said at the very start, please leave me a comment, leave some feedback. And I'd love to make sure that you guys are enjoying the show as much as I am. So have a great day or evening, depending on when you listen to this. And I shall be back soon. Take care. Bye bye.